0: back to another daily walk and today I want to talk briefly about uh, the Bible is full of real people not Americanized superheroes or you know this perfect dichotomy of good and of evil and and all this because it's really it's it's a true book not a collection of stories it is a true book about our life as Christians and the cause of Jesus Christ it's not a book which is specifically there to say this is what perfect good looks like and this is what perfect evil looks like and this is important for us to recognize because one of the big criticisms of Christianity among the atheists they sit back and say well you know the the church is full of hypocrites well, it's not really. And the reason is because a hypocrite is not somebody who's perfectly infallible. A hypocrite is somebody who, who says one thing and fails to recognize when they do the opposite. You see, a Christian should be daily concerned about the sin in their life. And that really is the, the core principle that we have to keep in mind. And uh, I, I was out with some friends the other day, and we were discussing this small point in um, 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 15. And uh, in this story, of course, this is when Saul dies in battle with the Philistines. And a man uh, from, uh, I forget exactly where he's from, um, he, a non-Israelite, I think he's from Cush, if I remember correctly. A Cushite comes and delivers the news to David that, he, quote, his enemy, Saul, has been destroyed, and he delivers to David the circlet, which basically the king's, you know, you know day-to-day use crown. They understand kings didn't have these massive heavy crowns, they were all the time, but he would have had a circlet. And so he delivers all this, and then the young man says to David, you know, this guy here, you know, um, he says Samuel, uh, Saul is dead. And um, David kills him for delivering the news. It wasn't just for delivering the news. You see, Saul saw that he was lost the battle. He saw the enemies were closing in, so he attempted uh, to off himself. And he failed at the job because Saul was just that bad at everything he did. So he fails his job, and he's laying there suffering, and he's worried that the Philistines are basically going to come and humiliate him while he's still alive. And so he says to this young man... Please take my sword and slay me. And so he literally obeys the king. So he goes and he takes his sword and he slays the king. And then he takes his possessions back to King David to announce and say, your enemy has been destroyed. And David says, why were you not afraid to lift your hand against the Lord's anointed? And he has the man killed. Now, here's the big problem. God himself has stripped the kingdom away from Saul. Saul himself has given it to David in the anointing. Saul himself had the spirit depart from him. God did all of this. So, uh, to my friend's point... Saul had become a horrendous tyrant, something that God does not actually stand for—the tyranny of of the world. And this is why we have to be careful moving forward in our life, as uh, we do not embrace tyres, uh, tyranny, and uh, that we keep Christ at the center of everything, because that really is the best uh, the best prevention against tyranny, uh, tyranny. So, to my friend's point. God gave David many times, many, many opportunities to kill Saul. David never did it. Was that a point of integrity or is that a point of disobedience? Because remember a couple times, you know, the, in the cave around the camp, David has already been anointed king and God has already through Samuel said, Saul is not my king. So David failing to kill Saul meant that a lot more people suffered under tyranny and then David goes and murders the person who finally finished the job David committed murder there David was a fallible person it's clear he's fallible he had other interpersonal issues remember that he never did anything about Amnon's rape of Tamar he never did anything about Absalom trying to steal the kingdom he mourned when the usurper was destroyed that's insane David was a fallible person does this mean he's horrible no he was still God a man after God's own heart he was a Bible hero but even heroes in true reality are sinful people and the church is not full of perfect people the church is full of sinful people The difference between the sinful people in the church and the sinful people in the world is the sinful people in the church have repented of their sins and recognized the evil that is actually inside of their heart. And that is what is so significant about it. You see, church people are not good people necessarily. Christ did not come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people live. Now, if we truly live our life in Christ, we do become better people because the spirit of God is within us. The moral lot of God takes more precedent in our lives. We repent of our sins more. And because of this, because of the character of God and God is ultimately good. And in salvation, we are stamped with his image and his seal of the Holy Spirit. We do become better people. But God did not come with the express intent to make us bad people good. He came with the express intent of making us dead people live. And that really is the distinction. And so as we read through our scriptures, we have to understand, you know, Peter sinned in discrimination in our modern vernacular it might be like racism or whatever else. Because, I mean, really the Gentiles were a different race than the Jews. So Peter was a racist. Paul called him out for it. Was Paul perfect? Of course not. He had this deep sin in his life that we don't know exactly what it is, the thorn in his flesh, that God's like, yeah, I'm not going to take that out. You need that to humble yourself. Okay, we find sin in all of the people in the Bible, except for, of course, for Jesus Christ, because he himself is a sinless God. But the reality is we can't stop and say we have to look for perfection in our life No, we have to look for humility. Perfection is not the standard by which we are to live our lives. Now, it is the standard by which God demands, which is a standard we cannot achieve. This is why Christ and his blood is a covering for our sin. But what we do have to be, we have to work to be, is humble in the face of God. That's what we have to be. Humility, humbleness, that is the thing that we are called for. So the Bible is not full of a good bunch of good, perfect heroes that we can't tell exactly who everybody is. No, it's not made for that. The Bible is a collection of real people interacting with the world and with God. One final point I'll make here is, uh, of course I did my book. I am not amused. You should go read that book. If you haven't, I still consider that my best work. And, uh, in there, we talk about you. Know, how do you discern good media from bad media? And part of that discernment, one of the principles I used to have, and I actually took it out of the book when I was writing it, because it was a principle I held for a long time. In fact, it still, I think, is on my blog posts about it, which predate that book by a number of years. The principle was, I want to see who clearly is the good guy and who clearly is the bad guy. If it's ambiguous, I don't necessarily consider it good media. And that, I made that decision looking at a lot of, probably more anime, which is not as good and evil, but more as, more like Zen, uh, Taoist type approaches. I dropped that from my requirement. I no longer have that as a requirement for evaluating media. The reason is In life, we do not always know who the good guy is and who the bad guy is because the Bible does not give us that perfect delineation. So that's a final principle. Of course, you can find that book, uh, I Am Not Amused, anywhere you can get books online or have a look at the website, ourwalkingchrist.com. We did just send out a newsletter last week, and I think it will recue itself this week. And uh, so it's not too late to get it, but you can get a coupon code in there for uh, 20% off uh, any print books on that newsletter. Um, Or you can reach out to me. Maybe I'll be nice and give it to you. (laughs) Um, That's good until uh, the end of May. But you can sign up over there on the newsletter, ourwalkinchrist.com. Find that newsletter spot in the middle. And um, we use a double opt-in. So once you enter your information, you're going to get an immediate email. Uh, double check your spam, approve that email link uh, because I don't send emails to people who do not explicitly want them. And then uh, uh, make sure you whitelist that email address. And that way you will get the newsletters, which usually go out on a Wednesday, usually somewhere at the beginning of the month, but flexible based on other things going on. With that, thank you for watching everybody. And I hope that you enjoy your daily walk and our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash tomm. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.